I'm Jake. I'm John. What are we talking about? I don't know, but it's 4 o'clock in the fucking morning. It is 4 o'clock in the morning, dude. And uh, as you said earlier, my legs are hurting because Criss Cross made me jump, jump. Criss Cross made me jump, jump. Uh, before we dive into it, a uh, couple it's been uh, a couple weeks since we've had an episode up, so I thought we hit a couple of the new stuff. Not a whole lot, really, even with a couple of weeks we haven't yeah, done I mean, this. Uh, not a whole lot of real big news that we I, that I can see. Um, one of the things I saw that I thought was kind of cool, it's not huge news, but it's interesting, was that Billy D. Williams will finally, finally get the chance to play Two-Face in the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> as I say, in the Lego Batman movie. Um, I always thought that, even as a kid, I thought it was peculiar. I was like, how did Harvey Dent turn fucking white? And because it's the same universe, it's not yeah. like it's a different continuity. It's, um, but uh, yeah, it was always kind of a bummer because I love Billy D. Williams anyway. You, oh yeah, yeah. You know, as a kid, I love Billy D. Williams. Yeah, um, he's always looking good. But uh, yeah, so he finally gets to play him in the in the Lego Batman movie. So did he play some other big character? I don't remember what. Um, oh, is it a space movie? He always had his fucking head in the clouds though. Hmm. I don't know. My, my. Was what it? have we here? Was that one two force, was it? <laughs> um, uh, what else was there? The uh, new, there, was a, there was a teaser trailer for The Mummy, the new one. Yeah, and the new... Surprisingly looks good. It, yeah, even just... The t- it's like a 16-second teaser trailer. Looks pretty interesting. I was kind of concerned when I saw Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe, but... Trailer itself it looks, looks like it's going to be solid. pretty... Yeah, pretty good. So uh, the full trailer should drop on Sunday. Uh, so fingers crossed it looks as good as the teaser trailer does um beyond that uh, uh first look at alpha 5 oh. from the mighty Morphin power rangers maybe, oh. or power rangers maybe i guess is what they're calling it. Oh. yeah i mean no he looks like a deep sea fish yeah mixed with a buick yeah um it was listen and everybody knows this is, listens to the show or listens to me talk ever I've been the biggest fucking cheerleader of this movie, and I'll defend it, you know, no matter what. I'll defend this movie. To me, this Alpha 5 design looks atrocious. Yeah, I don't understand what they're trying to go for. Um, Tell me. Tell me right now. I want an email. (laughs) No, I just don't know what they were trying to go for. I can't think of it. It's like, the suits look fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I can deal with those. I can tolerate those because those would probably look better in action. Right. I mean, I don't know what Zordon's going to look like 100%. I'm either. a little worried now, though. Yeah, I know. Like, are they going to make him full-on alien? Like, I'm okay with him being an alien, but at least give him some kind of humanoid features. Yeah, because you have Brian Cranston. You can't just use his voice. He has yeah. to actually play the character. And Alpha 5, like... Mm. I mean, I knew it was going to be... I like the way it looks. I like, knew it was going to be CG. I, I, I come to terms with that. I knew that. Just this I don't like his eyes. His eyes are what really bother me. Like, but overall, he's kind of creepy looking anyways. He is. Um, Looks like some kind of fish monster. But like I said uh, to our buddy Nick, he commented when I shared it on my on my Facebook page. Uh, you know, He had been curious about what it was going to look like. I said I was too. Um, it, I'm not really super into it, but maybe it looks better in practice than it, than it does in concept. So uh, waiting for the trailer where we actually see his movement. Hopefully, yeah. So, I want to see the suits. The like, suits in action. Hundred percent. I want to see. I want to see what the the Zords are going to look like. A little I bit. do like though that they've kept that kind of like. I do too. I, I honestly, I, I would. I'd be happy if they never showed him in the trailer. Yeah. I just want to know what the the Zords are going to look like, and the, like the Megazord all together. Which like, we yeah, the toy a, looks like a Gundam. A little bit, yeah. It looks strange. Like I don't know how it's going to mesh. But I, uh, I'm definitely uh, curious. How it's gonna all play out? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna be there fucking midnight showing of this movie and to go see it. It's uh comes out in March. We should actually start seeing some really heavy rotation of the of trailers and yeah. all kinds of marketing coming up here probably within the next month. They spend money on that shit, and I think they will. Lionsgate knows they have a fucking. I mean, it's a it's already an established franchise. Yeah, just... so all they gotta do is market it. That's really all I gotta do. The yeah. name will sell it. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, was there anything else that was... Homecoming. 
You said Spider-Man Homecoming trailers? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. There's a teaser trailer getting ready to drop. Yeah, they said that apparently they're going to screen the trailer on Friday. And then uh, I would assume after that one, if it, when it leaks online. Um, but after that, it'll probably be released... Uh, officially within the next couple weeks, so Probably. we can look forward to that. Yeah, uh, some I guess some screen grabs from it leaked out. Not screen grabs, but somebody just took a picture of it. Um, one looked suspicious, and then people did some research, and it turns out that one of the screens they grabbed from it was from uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two when he's fighting Electro. Hmm. So people are you know suspect about the rest of it because it's mainly just pictures of. Uh, of uh what's his name tom holland and uh then like kind of a close-up of spider-man's face which you could have grabbed from civil war so yeah. uh could be just somebody looking for attention either way we should be seeing because they're doing a lot more of uh the marketing and posters and stuff like that and the, yeah the teaser not teaser pressure but like the promo poster for it was released mm, yes. or a hint of it was and you'll never guess what it is his chess piece what i know like Weird. what i get I get it, okay? I get that that emblem is supposed to be iconic, but for fuck's sake, give us something else. Give us a more creative poster than that. Yeah. I Either agree. Way. I agree. Um, <sighs> Mass oh. Effect Andromeda trailer or gameplay. Okay, today is technically the second now. Yeah, now it's the um, second, but... December 1st, Matt, the game, the video games awards w- was on. Uh, BioWare came out and put out a three to four minute gameplay trailer. Uh, it wasn't one consecutive gameplay. It was snippets of different gameplays. Different scenarios. Uh, yeah, but giving you an idea of what's available and what's there. They show you in inside of a town or inside of a, the city, uh, talking to people, fighting uh, the kind of monsters you'll see, the vehicles you can drive, um, give you an idea of what you're going to be dealing with economy-wise as well as other things. Um, looks solid. I'm 100% excited for it. Because, like, originally I was like, well, it's Mass Effect. It'll be similar. Like, it looks like they took the Mass Effect games. I was like, well, let's make it open world. Because it looks like you can go to pretty much any planet. And they all have different bio, like bios. Um, doesn't It kind of reminds me of no Man's Sky, but with the Mass Effect style. So, but done right. Right, because each, each planet looks like it's got its own system with its own uh, aliens you can talk to, and they have different everythings. So I'm excited to, to be one of the Pathfinders and I'll, find Earth a new home. I'll tell you what, I, I've played only a partial, uh, partially a, a little bit of the first one. Uh, enjoyed it. It was a fine game. I just... I don't know. I, I I don't know what I was expecting from it, but I just I'd never played it after that. Um, but this game looks solid. It looks fun. Uh, is that a question? Yeah. It looks fun. Fun is that the word? Bioware doesn't put out good stuff. Um, um, well, I know a lot of people hated on Mass Effect Three. The game itself was great. The people were upset people. with the choices they made for for game for dialogue as far as the ending goes uh there it felt like no matter what choices you made there was only like three endings now there were six i think total but most of them were pretty much the same so there wasn't much of a difference. no real variance yeah it's which i can understand the, the frustration with that however the games were solid the games were all good gameplay was fun first one was a little wonky uh mass effect 2 hit a sweet hit a hit a sweet spot on every level um and then three was good just had the problem with story it's kind of like they got lazy um but andromeda looks like it's i like the open world aspect of it the ideas uh that they're bringing to it as far as new alien races they're they're trying to make the creatures more organic so the creatures from andromeda look a little bit more like an organic creature instead of just wearing armor like like their armor's infused in their body like it's bones and stuff like that so that's kind of neat that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, because they, they did all the techie stuff with the armors and some of that, so they're like, this time we're going to go more organic and do more natural colors and make it look like it's part of their body. So it looks interesting. I can dig. So, to the reason why we're doing this podcast and why we're up at 4.30 in the morning. 
we just finished watching the four-part crossover for DC on the CW. More like a three-part crossover, but... 3.2. Yeah, 3.10 seconds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so 30 seconds. That'll be fine. Anyways, so let's begin that. Let's kick it off like they did, sort of. Supergirl. We did. So we talked about, what, 10 minutes? (laughs) Yeah. And then we click into the very end, Supergirl. Uh, The Supergirl episode was a Supergirl episode. Uh, With... Breaches in between. You see a breach every, like, every act, if you consider it in three acts. Um, And then the very last part of the episode, you see... Cisco and... Flash and Cisco in her, like, they go through a breach at the end of her apartment and say, hey, remember that favor you owed us? Let's go and zoop on over to my Earth. We gotta go back now and fight these aliens. It, it was, I mean, it was a good episode. I mean, I like Supergirl. The episode Supergirl. itself was great. Uh, problem was, a lot wasn't. of people were really upset because I, not everybody watches Supergirl, but when it comes to these crossovers, everybody watches every episode of it because... And, and to me, that's the thing be all where, interconnected. But. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, to me, if you're going to do a four-part crossover, you got to commit to it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if no one wants Supergirl. Tilt. If they want to see the crossover, they'll watch Supergirl. Because otherwise you get the complaint. when they're, I mean, they're, it's legit uh, points that people are making. They felt like they were tricked into watching an episode of Supergirl with a promise of a crossover. Yeah. Um, but uh, I saw it as, myself, I saw it as, it has to start somewhere. and. Right. I just wish they would introduce, like, have Supergirl have her issue, and right the beginning of the middle part, have the breach open up, Flash is going to show up like, hey, we need your help, and she's like, well, I can't just leave, we're going through an issue or a problem, and then Flash and Cisco is like, okay, so we'll, we'll, help, you we'll out. help you with your issue, and then you'll come with us. Yep. And that way, you get to see a little bit of a crossover to start it off, Yeah. and then bring it over to... And honestly, it wouldn't have fit, but it'd been cool. Like, if it was if Olsen had already told her who he was, they could bring Guardian too. Yeah, which at that point, like, obviously, has. But he really yet. wouldn't have had a whole lot to to do to do with yeah. in the because they had to bring Quinn too. Which and I, and I brought this point up at the end of as we're watching uh, Legends of Tomorrow, finishing it up. And I've been saying for months, for months and months and months, and John has as well, the Friday night slot that's getting ready to open up on CW should go to Constantine without a fucking question. Right. Uh, problem is, as I realized as we watched this, like, what would he have done? What would he have contributed well, to the he show? He wouldn't have been able to do anything helpful at that point. No. But I guess if they were to introduce him and the next time they do the crossover, it might center on something more he can have a hand yeah. in. But in any case, it was uh, the Supergirl episode was a good episode, uh, kind of a piss poor crossover episode. Yes. Um, Other than that, though, it's entertaining. Now, if you really don't, if you don't like Supergirl and you don't want to watch Supergirl, you don't actually no, have to, no because need. they they recap it in on Flash. They replay exactly what happened at the end of Supergirl. Yeah. So you, you literally do not need to watch Supergirl to watch to all. enjoy this three point two night crossover. Um, but other than that, uh, solid episode. But moving on to the real crossover, uh, beginning the 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 Flash. And the thing is, is is the Supergirl episode isn't called Invasion. Yeah, it was called Medusa. Yeah, every other and episode the other three was called shows Invasion. Were invasion. It's like seriously, it's like they really left it out. And there's a point in the in uh, was it Legends of Tomorrow whenever uh, Oliver pulls uh, Supergirl aside and he's like, um, he's like, I want to downplay your your role in this, you know, because I'm trying, he, he wanted to, you know, grab, get some normalcy back in his life. Cause he had been, you know, abducted. And, uh, I told John, I was like, it's like, he's playing the role of the CW and she's playing the role of the Supergirl TV show about this crossover. Like, yeah, that's what we want to like, downplay your need, role. You're too strong. Go sit in the corner for a little bit. If yeah. we need you... We'll holler. We'll holler. Or if you see me in trouble, come save me. Exactly. <laughs> and it, we'll get there. But in any case, uh, uh, The Flash. The Flash. Fantastic. So good. I, well, first of all, not one episode this season has been bad. Like, by now, usually there's been a lull. Some sort of like a... 
a filler episode, but so far the season one doesn't feel like filler episodes at no. all. At the same time, throughout the entire series so far this season, it's just like Barry trying to get his friends back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is okay. It's getting tiring, but they're kind of over it now. Yeah, it's like, like now this. after this crossover, so, yeah. they're all back together. They're yeah, all... They're 100%. Well, minus... I feel like Snow's still not. Caitlin's still not on board, but but that I feel that's like that's gonna hurt. that's gonna lead into more later the next next half of the season. Yeah, because um, the next episode's the um, mid season finale. Yeah, which fucking sucks because now we have to wait what probably another two months. Yeah, at least it's not like Walking Dead where you have to wait until you know almost fucking March to watch it again. Yeah, um, but Flash was uh, really good. Just they, I mean, it was a good use of all the characters. Yep. Uh, good use of Wally. Yeah. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot, which is good, but you get to see him kind of put his ambition in there and try and did technically help quite a bit. Yeah. You know, he, uh, he helped a lot, uh, but it's just like seeing him put his footstep in. And what's particularly cool about it, I thought about all three, all three episodes is it did a good job of while doing the crossover it also maintained their stories that they were carrying throughout the season so like in Flash you get to deal with Wally you know arguing that he should be out there helping him and right. Cisco being pissed off still at Barry yeah uh, and Arrow you have them fighting against Vigilante trying to stop him um, and you also get to see his team interact with some of the other people his new team interact with some of the yeah. other people which, which is, is cool, cool they brought them in I'm glad I was kind of worried because in the Flash episode you don't see any of them? No, yeah, they they have uh, a, they have a small role in it, but they're not. And you don't see Steel or um, Vixen until until the next until, until, until towards or, the end of Arrow. Yeah, because because later. Yeah, uh, but like they bring them in, but there's just less usage. Of there's them. a lot more usage of Legends than I thought there would be yeah, too. Exactly. Uh, but um, to be fair, though, they did use. Um, um, Ray Palmer and uh, Firestorm far more because both of them got their starts on Flash and Arrow. Yeah. I um, thought it was interesting that he already got a new suit. Yeah, it didn't really explain. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, you're supposed to assume in the from the Western episode he got the Dwarf Star. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I'm fine. But like, there was no... I mean, he just... It was built and ready to go. Remember how long he was... I mean, I guess he already knows yeah, what he Yeah, he already knew this. this but stuff. regardless, like, he he spent years building that suit. And it was just like, hey, we've got another one. Yeah. We're going to shoot stuff. It looks a little different. Um, now there's a promise of a uh, some sort of an upgrade, probably, from yeah. Cisco, which is cool. Um, But yeah, a Flash episode was really solid. Good use of all the characters. Good cliffhanger uh, to lead you into Arrow. And you finally, we finally resolved that storyline with the message from Futureberry. Yes, absolutely, which uh, I thought was cool. And I didn't think they were going to resolve that. it was that. changed from when the message was sent. So now I wonder if the message is going to change. Yeah, because uh, and I didn't even, I didn't even realize this until John pointed it out, which was uh, the message basically was that there was a war, and um, uh, there was a war that he wasn't to be trusted. Uh and whenever they try to hide it from the rest of the team, um, Firestorm, uh, I can never remember the name. Uh, the two people that make up Firestorm. Jackson Stein. Jackson Stein, thank you. Uh, Jackson Stein. They try to just tell Barry. That's all they want is to tell Barry. But then he says, no, Oliver can stick it out. He can stay here too. They all decide that right now is not a good time to tell everybody about this. You have to wait until... And they do the, they do the responsible thing, the smart thing... They leave that device on, which is an iPod Nano. Yeah, which is... They just leave it on the counter. Yeah, and then Cisco runs into him being as pissy as he was. He hit play. He hit play, listens to it, and then he brings it out there and you know yells at Barry about it. And so everybody asks what's going on. He admits to him that he went back in time. He fudged with the, uh, the timeline, created the flashpoint, and so on and so forth. Changed everybody's lives. People get pissed off at him. And because of that, he he doesn't go in to try to stop the aliens. Well, he doesn't go try to save the president. Yeah, that's it. What it? Yeah, he didn't go and try to save the president. He said, "I'll sit this one out." Oliver well, tries. They don't trust him, so they don't want him to come. Right. Yeah. And then Oliver says, "If he's not going, I'm not going." And then they're all like, "Okay, well, you're staying here then." Yeah. <laughs> and so Supergirl goes with them. So instead of Barry going, 
um, the rest of the, the rest team, of the team goes. And they get... And then it's a trap to get them mind-controlled. Yep. Instead of it being Barry, which is what happened originally in the time of... Which, which, is, what which is Yeah, which is what assume, it sounds like. Because Barry was hit by that, so he became... Can you imagine fighting Barry Allen, like evil, all those guys trying to fight... That is the fastest man alive. <laughs> yes. Like, Wally would have to help. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there'd be no... But yeah. instead of Wa- uh, Barry being uh, mind-controlled, it's the rest of the team. So then Barry and, and Oliver have to fight them. Yeah, which so, is a w- which is way more interesting, I think. It was kind of yeah. cool to see that. So, so just them knowing what happens in the future completely changed what happened in the present. Which becomes a theme from that point on. It kind of becomes a theme... Uh, through, throughout the rest of the uh, the crossover, which is like, Barry's not the only one that can fuck up time. Yeah, and that's they what, have a time machine. They have a time machine, and they can do that. And you know, and uh, Stein know. Stein creates an aberration. Um, She's a human being, Jay. Yeah, but he, I mean, he creates Jesus. one because you know because he tried to talk to himself as when he was younger, and told him, hey, you know, don't fucking, you know, ignore your wife and. That translated into go they have fuck a, your wife. Go fuck your wife, <laughs> and they have a kid. They have a daughter, uh, which made for an interesting part of the crossover. Yeah, I like the whole idea of like him contemplating, just like, oh, I'm just gonna go fix it, so I'm not gonna get attached. Yeah, he does, he does, and, and then he gets attached, which you can't. I mean, honestly, the thing is, is she's got a PhD in nanotechnology. You can use her. She could bring a lot of good stuff to the planet, not just just for the team, right, but for the world. And you're just gonna in one aberration that needs to stick around, but yeah. it's it's basically saying you know it, that's what the it becomes the sort of the theme of it was like you know you'll go back if they go back in time there's a chance they're gonna fuck it up even if they think they're doing it for the best they could fix the aberration they thought they were helping because that's the thing is they get if they get rid of her then when the aliens invade they can't solve the issue of saving or attaching all or making the device that they attach to all the aliens yep so it's like if they get rid of her maybe it goes back to that point and they can't defeat the aliens and then they all die exactly so, so it's it's it was it's an interesting thing to carry throughout there I did not I, I really didn't expect and there's a lot of emotion in these episodes too yeah um the flat it really you saw a lot of the emotion in Arrow which kind of shocked me because of all it's a lot of that's from the them inside the the fake world and the alien matrix yeah the alien matrix uh which was a really cool sequence of stuff yeah. um it was cool seeing all those characters again and, yeah and being able to see what their lives would have been like without and it's cool seeing them like react because it was like with with Sarah especially like how did I do that yeah <laughs> like, or I, what I really like I mean it, it, I'm like it, it kind of broke my heart I almost teared up when we were watching it together because it was whenever all the rest towards the end he hugs his parents goodbye and it's just I'm like yeah god it, it, that those shows do everything right yeah. it's I mean we you know we can bitch a moment about like there's parts super real that's like a little cringeworthy and stuff with Legends is a little cringeworthy but it's, it's, but they do everything so good. When they do it, they do it right. It's just being cheesy at that point. But but it's uh, but back, uh, Flash uh, ended with that's the, it ended with uh, them getting ready to face off against the uh, no ended it with them getting abducted. abducted. Yeah. Then you jump over to Arrow from Wednesday night. Uh, it starts off with them on the already in the new reality. Um, so uh, you get to see Oliver never got on the boat, never got on the Queen's Gambit with yep. uh, Sarah. He's getting ready to get married to Laurel. Yep. Uh, Detective Lance loves him. He this has both weird. of his parents. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't really dig. I, I don't like Happy Lance. It's, it wasn't it's, bad. It was just funny to me. But uh, you get this massive reality. They're all put into the same thing. Ray Palmer is trying to offer a buyout to Queen, Queen Consolidated. Um... Sarah's just Sarah. Yeah. You know, she never, you know, didn't get on the boat well, with. I feel like all the characters that were abducted are still themselves, 100%. They just are in this situation. And their brains it's, are... Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're so made Sarah, to... Sarah, Thea, Oliver, Ray, and... Who's the other one? Diggle. 
dig them. Uh, all of them are in a situation where they're doing their own thing, but they're all remembering their lives. So it's kind of interesting. It was, um, yeah, that, I think that was probably the most fascinating of the episodes. I love the whole Diggle arrow thing. Where like, fine. My question is, is why would Diggle own that? Why would he put a secret? Why would, in that yeah, building, like, why would that building in that be? Building? Yeah. I think it's just because it's going off of their, their reality, their, their memories. memories. So they're like, well, this they're, is where yeah, it was. Yeah, I guess, so. yeah, they're not constructing, they're not constructing, they're not creating a new timeline. They're constructing a reality Inside, based off of their memories. Yeah. So, like, they go back to that place because that's where it was. So he just goes in. I just love that whole, like, who are you? Like, we have an intruder. <laughs> And it, and I, yeah, I did, I dug that. It was I mean it was I mean the whole thing was so cool, man. It was just I like seeing Diggle under the hood. Uh, and I, I pointed out to John was that in the first season of Flash, we see him run through the timeline. And that's where you see um, you saw the nineteen ninety two series from the Flash. Yeah, you, you got to see him, uh, that Barry Allen. And then you also saw somebody, a black guy under the hood. Some people say it was Connor Hawk, but it looked an awful lot like Diggle. Yeah. So it seemed almost like that's what they were referencing was that. And I thought that was kind of cool, too. Um, but it was, uh, and it's also kind of cool that they um, they had Ray Palmer and Felicity engaged in, yeah. that, in that reality. And I was like, oh, man, that's, one, I've always thought they should be together anyway. It fit better. Um, but that whole episode was wonderfully done yeah and like it, honestly it was probably the best of the crossover yeah at least in my Thea, opinion Thea broke my heart too oh my god Thea holy shit yeah that little conversation with, with Oliver just it was I love the whole like don't you think after all your sacrifice you deserve this and it's like I don't I didn't yeah, do this I do for, it for the, the reward. I did it because it's what was right I love it and that's the attitude that I love from him so it's it and it seems at the oh. end because at the end is they're getting ready to walk through and wake themselves up from you know their you know matrix uh, <laughs> they uh, Oliver sees visions of everybody in his life telling him everything he needs to know about who he is, who he should be, who he really is. Yeah. Uh, only thing is he gets the creepy version of uh, Roy. Yeah. Holy like, fuck, that was creepy. I don't know, like, why they couldn't just pull an image from season it was, whatever. It was, I mean, I, I, I had heard he filmed that he was there, but it looked, I mean, computer generated 100%. It looked it weird. It looked awful. Um, it's like they couldn't get it right. It's like, fuck, we'll just CG him in. Yeah, and it was just, it was weird but over that that was a really powerful scene the only problem was computer Roy really kind of pulled me out of that moment yeah um, but it was a really powerful scene I thought and yeah. it did well and then at the end you get the uh, you know at the end of the episode the legends save them and then they have to figure out what they're gonna do uh, which is they have to go back to kidnap one of the aliens uh, to figure out why they're attacking Earth. Yeah. What uh, what they were doing there in 51. In 51, so they go back, and that's where Legends go. It was so wonderfully crafted, and it felt natural. It didn't feel like... It didn't feel like it was a really forced role. Everything My felt like... My best explanation for it is, besides Supergirl, the other three shows felt like one show. Yeah. It didn't feel like, oh, this is Arrow, or this is Flash, and this is Arrow, this is Legends of Tomorrow. It was like, this is all one show. One cohesive show. We're just okay. seeing three different episodes of this one show. Because the way they, they roll into each other, you can't tell who's the focus. No, it's more the than, team's more, the focus. More than, like, a few minutes. Yeah. Like, you see a few minutes of, like, focus on, on Flash or Arrow or the Legends team. And then it just was, rolls into a roll into the crossover. What was kind of weird, though, is that usually um, the shows go, you know, Supergirl's almost like the emotional center of the show, of this, of the, well, sort of. It's kind of the, it's the odd man out, but regardless, it's, it got more, it focuses more on, it seems, emotion and, like, acceptance and stuff like that. Right. Uh, Flash usually tends to focus more on the emotion, the cerebral part of it. Arrow is ground and pound action, and a heart. Uh, all of them have heart, but... And then Legends oh. of Tomorrow is fun, almost. And it's got fun. It's, it's quirky up, to me. And, because it, there's so many different personalities. It also tends to push the envelope a little more. Yeah. Um, but in this crossover, it seemed that Flash was a really action-oriented episode. Arrow was the more cerebral one. And Legends, again, became... Wasn't really 
happy and quirky. It was, it felt like an episode of The Flash almost. It, yeah. You know, and, um, but Legend of Tomorrow, uh, again, just wonderfully done. I've been enjoying that, that yeah. show this entire season. Uh, again, Barry's got some bad luck. Just realize, like, he gives up his job <laughs> as CSI to save Snow, and then he was willing to sacrifice himself, himself for the planet. And that was a oh man, that was so cool. Because uh, you find out why they're why they first come to Earth is because uh, metahumans they felt the they saw the presence of metahumans, which was the JLA. Yeah. Uh, or JSA rather JSA and um, just so they go there to figure out to assess uh, assess if they are a threat right uh, and if so the limiting but there was a, a treaty a truce uh, brought together where they were like okay well as long as no metahumans you know really abuse their powers or you know fuck with anything too awfully uh, we'll leave you guys alone right. but as soon as one does you break that treaty we're coming back we're going to destroy every metahuman uh, and in the process, kill millions of people. Um, so what brings them back is because Barry created Flashpoint. Right. Um, which, again, just thought it was so awesome that they were able to tie it in yeah. seamlessly. They wrapped it all around Flashpoint and just made it cohesive. And th- it, it, this this whole crossover just felt like almost like this was the Flash's crossover. Almost. Yeah. Like, it was focused around the Flash almost, and everyone else's... Yeah, but like it. you said, it felt like one episode, but it felt like the focus was definitely the Flash. Yeah. Um, but they did, you know, they go back to get him. They all get kidnapped. Uh, or who goes back? Steel goes back. Steel, Vixen, Rory. And Rory, and that's it. Yeah, Steel, and Vixen, they, Rory. They go to... Well, and then Felicity and Cisco, but they're on the they're on the, the yeah. jumper. And uh, so they go there, and uh, as... The, they take the they try to talk to the alien they find out the metahuman thing while they're all captured by the government yeah government government fuck the government the um, government takes the alien for testing it was a bigly alien um but uh <laughs> it uh they find that out and they take it the government takes it back to torture it I guess to figure well, out what they're, they're torture science experiments figure out yeah about their anatomy exactly yeah yeah so they do that, and then Cisco and Felicity help them escape. And as they're leaving, they hear the screams of the alien. They're like, "Okay, we got to prove that we're above this. We got to save this alien, and get him home." And they do that and get him home. And then they go back to the current time, and they realize. Well, Cisco gives like a transponder so he can get a hold of the alien when they get back. Yeah, and they get back. They call the alien, and he explains to them. He says, "I'll repay you by sparing your lives." He said, "But Barry Allen has to." Has to turn himself turn in. himself into or, us, or we'll destroy the whole planet, pretty much. So and uh, so they just, you know, they're like, "Well, shit!" And then that's when Cisco realizes, "I fucked up the timeline too. If I hadn't saved this alien, maybe none of this would have happened. If I had let this alien die, we would have been fine." That's the thing too, though. Is like, how do we know that in the original timeline that alien got captured? Exactly. Or his alien got captured because they knocked. Well, him he out. wouldn't have been captured in the original timeline. He was only captured because they knocked him out. They knocked him out. Right. So, I mean, that alien still would have existed. Probably still would have came back to attack Earth. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, but it was kind of cool to see Cisco when he, it dawns on him, like, well. I'm no better. I'm now. no better. I, I thought I was helping. I thought I was doing something for the I best. I wanted to and, do something better. And, and I made it. I made it worse. Yeah. And it was a power really just fucking. The whole thing was just I'm using this word a lot but powerful it was powerful at the end whenever Barry was like there's no debate I'm gonna give myself up I yeah. you know I got I have to so as he's leaving Oliver's like we're not gonna let you and he's like okay who's gonna stop me are you and what army this army this army it's like all of them standing there together and then Cisco stands up poor and Felicity he, has no chance yeah <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just gonna look I here have boobs I'm gonna be here and be cute she, she's just like and Barry's like, okay, you win. Right, I'll, uh, stay. I'll, right. I'll stay here. Uh, but uh, Cisco tells him, he says, you're not a hero to me. You're my friend. And yeah. it's it, it was like, oh, finally. finally. <laughs> the resolution. And it's and that's what's cool about this, this all of the shows, is I'm so drawn in by every single one of these uh, characters. You know, yeah. like, um, like in uh, the episode whenever um, Kara's sister, Alex, uh, comes out. 
And then she goes and she thinks, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm in love with Maggie. I'm going to kiss her. Yeah. And goes and kiss her. And then she gets fucking turned down. Yeah. And just the next scene is she's just Which sobbing. She's walking away. Yeah, I was heartbroken for she's her. It's like, oh, God. But she's so sobbing in the next scene. It's heart, just heartbreaking. Yeah. And then, you know, in The Flash, I mean, I swear to God, it's every other episode I'm fucking crying. <laughs> it's, and that's why I was like, uh, I sent the video of Kevin Smith whenever he... Um, uh, whenever he watched the season finale of this first season. Yeah. When he watched it, I sent that video to my mother and she's like, good God. She's like, why is he? I said, I'm not going to lie to you. I said, I didn't cry like that. I said, but that's what it felt like when I watched that episode. I said, they those did. emotions are there. I've never been so connected to a television show. Never. I can't imagine. Mr. Like, Rogers. Mr. Rogers, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, closest I can honestly think of is. Papers. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think uh, maybe House, but even then, maybe. not really. Uh, Walking Dead, possibly, and that really only hit home whenever Glenn died. Honestly, like yeah. I, that was the only time I ever felt like I was like, "Oh my God, oh oh Jesus Christ, my friend has died." Um, but yeah, that's what these shows do. They they pull you in. It's it's great writing. Characters are charismatic, played by good charismatic. Actors. And they're characters we know. Yeah. You know, what I mean, we we are already somewhat familiar with most of them whenever we start watching the show. So that kind of helps out. But then they yeah. wrote these characters that are, I, I don't know, beautifully damaged. Yeah. You know, so you can really relate to all, even Barry, who you should be able to relate to because he's a speedster. But you relate to him because... He's, you relate to who he is as a person. Exactly. Not his powers. And that's what's so wonderful about this. And, and I but know... He acts, he acts like every single person act would act if they had speed. He does. He really like, does. Even to this day, like he doesn't get all uppity like Wally just gets just from now. But yeah, he still see the excitement in him. Like every time someone comes up, like all right, I'll go do it. All right, yeah, I'm and it's just like yeah, go save them people. And it's it, and I know we're and we kind of get off on obviously that's part of the show is that we get off on tangents, but we can't talk about the crossover without talking about why it was so wonderful and why you're so connected to these characters. It's it's because of how well it's written, how well it's performed, and just the setting, the characters themselves. And they do a really cool thing at the end of, uh, towards the end of Legends of Tomorrow. It's, and you, you forget this until they brought it up, really. Yeah. It's, it's Oliver and Sarah standing next to each other, and they're like, it's weird to think that this started with just us. Yeah. And it, it did. Even even from an outside looking in, like, show's perspective, it started with all, it started with Arrow. That's all it was. Yep. And the first episode was, was those two. Yep. The, not that same actress, but um, right. But, but regardless, same character, and it was they got on the ship together. And that know, was it, the beginning yeah. of Arrow. And honestly, when they made Arrow, I was like, "Oh, cool, they're making Arrow." Like I never thought they were going to make a, fly, a Flash show. Never. And then they announced it. I was like, "Oh." Well, my first thought would never were in the Flash. Cool. You know, like, I, I love the Flash. So I was like all excited. Well, like, when they, I wouldn't imagine he would have been spun off. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, they, they introduced Barry Allen, and I was like. Oh, it's crazy that they how they did that. And I remember, I remember watching Arrow. Uh, I remember when they announced Arrow, and I was like, "That's never gonna be fucking anything." I'm, I'm. That's gonna be stupid. And it took me. I think they were like eleven episodes in. And then they casted Stephen Amell, and I was like, "Okay." They got like, a pretty boy. Yeah, they got a pretty boy like with some muscles. Great. And I was like, "Oh, fantastic!" And it was like eleven episodes in. And I kept, I, I read nothing but, and this was on uh, comicbookmovie.com uh, site, notoriously when they put up articles is in the comment section, just a bunch of whining and bitching and moaning about it. Well, then we found out, you told me like the Green Lantern people, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, which didn't really boost my confidence. Right, that's in, in me either. And, uh, but when I read the comments and people were like, it's a good show, and just, it, it was never anything negative about the show. So I was like, maybe I'll give it a shot. I, I, you know, I started watching it, and I was like, okay. It was bad, though, because the first episode opens up with clearly fake-bearded Stephen Amell with clearly-wigged head. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's a bad start. But then... They make it work. Yeah, and it's it's so good, and then it spins off into Flash. What makes you laugh, though, is, like, right now where he is in, the like, the flashbacks... Yeah, that's we're close to. But his beard hasn't grown. His beard hasn't grown yet. at all. He's still got like the the normal beard, and he's got just mustache. somewhat long hair. I'm like, okay, I mean, what's gonna happen? How I don't. He, know. He, eventually, we're just gonna see him go back to the island. 
And he's gonna be like, okay, well, I'll just have to survive until I get rescued. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> the end of the flashbacks. And but it was yeah it, but it's crazy to think now you look at this and there I mean this there was a scene like Kevin Smith had said uh, a couple weeks ago before he had uh, filmed his episode of uh, Flash he said he had read the script to the crossover for the Flash he said there's a scene where there's like 13 suited up heroes on screen at one time and I it, it's crazy to think we went from Arrow just Arrow yeah, the realistic, grounded pound, you know, dark and gritty, Batmanish, Batmanish uh, show, to a Justice League on TV. I, I can't yeah. believe we're at this point now. It it, it almost makes you want to cry because and, and it's like it's what we've always wanted. It, it we is, see a Hollow Justice. Oh my God! Yes, the whole Star Labs thing. I was like, that's eh, like the Hollow Justice. I know. It took me a while to notice until they did that last shot of it. I was, like, I was like, oh fuck, that's a Hollow Justice. Um, it's but it's it, 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 it's so cool to be at this point in the show, or in in the in geek culture is yeah. where we now have a version of the Justice League on TV. We have the Flash. We have Arrow. We have Supergirl. We have the Legends of Damar, plus all the care other characters within yeah. the show. You know, it's fucking awesome. I and this whole crossover just is a gigantic exclamation point as to why you should love these shows or watch these shows. Uh, Legends of Damar was you know done brilliantly. Arrow was done brilliantly. Flash was awesome. Supergirl was a good Supergirl episode, not so much a good crossover episode. Yeah, it happens. But in any case. Fucking brilliant. Um, it was. I wanted to also talk about. Uh, uh, I feel like I hijacked it. I, I, I didn't mean to. I, I get. I, I just really love the show so much, and I like. You know, it's one of my favorite things is just to talk about that show. Yeah. And all the DC shows have been so good. Oh God, yes. And and I wish they would fill that Friday spot with something. It doesn't have to be Constantine. Like I'd love it to be Constantine, but I would too. But it'd be hard to fi- have that fit in because he's such a darker gloomy character but I can't imagine I, I really can't think of another character that would f- fit into that I mean they no. could possibly do a Green Lantern show but that'd be really one that budget would be ridiculous yeah that's the problem with that is that it'd be constant CG um yeah I don't know it'd be kind of neat to see what they do with some other stuff but but overall I mean uh, but I want to talk about also uh, you know like I said I feel like I hijacked it but I don't get to talk to anybody else about these shows I get to talk to you Me. about it so if we don't talk really for like two weeks, I'm going to hijack any conversation we have <laughs> and just go on and on about how awesome it is. Uh, but one thing was really cool about this was they promised months ago that it's going to be cinematic looking effects for the aliens and, you know, some prosthetics and stuff like that. Yeah. It was. Yeah. The CG. It felt like it had a proper real budget for yeah, it. Yeah. It felt, I mean, I'm sure they just melted the budgets yeah, they probably it, skimped on some other other things on the shows so that we could have a big yeah. budget for the crossovers. But the aliens looked awesome. Yeah, and it uh, looked really good. I was surprised how good that CG looked. Oh yeah, um, it was. And uh, I mean, even the fight scenes with them, it, they looked solid. And, yeah, and the the CG all around. Uh, they they introduced uh, Steel has a suit uh, costume now. Which I'm not a huge fan of. I, don't mind I the would chest piece. Uh, as I say, the I, helmet. The helmet is what bothers me the most. I don't but like the way it looks. I get I get why they would do it, but I understand it's probably to minimize the amount of CG they have to actually do. Right. Um, but in any case, it's just like, why does he need the helmet? He doesn't really need I guess I guess to protect his identity, but... It doesn't make sense to me either. It's um, just like, who cares? But it's... Uh, it's uh, the effects on this on this crossover particularly were fantastic. I yeah. Just, I really was really impressed with it. Very happy with all of the effects on it uh, as well as the writing like yeah there's moments so it's, it's corny the shows are corny yeah. like, in general but oh, really good jokes yeah like <laughs> Diggle man <laughs> oh he was like killing it <laughs> I don't it. understand like where he went just all of a sudden just like funny bone but Jesus Christ it was hilarious it was like he was like uh, he first sees Barry he's like you know my life was relatively normal until I met you yeah the you know, I didn't take drugs. I never, yeah, I never, I never took, took drugs. I didn't want to see weird things. <laughs> As the spaceship is flying down. <laughs> or even Thea, whenever she's on the wave rider, she's like, you know, this is twice as many spaceships as I ever thought I'd be on. Yeah. 
And I like I like that they keep point they kept pointing out that like it was like it was like it's fucking weird going from Arrow to this. Yeah. Um, show about a guy who dresses up like Robin, Robin Hood, Hood shooting arrows in the bad guys and now he's time traveling. Yeah, yeah, now he's a time travel. It, it was really clever writing. Yeah. Um effects are brilliant. Um camera work was really good too. I noticed that a lot too. Like there was um a lot of whenever one scene in particular is whenever Oliver and Diggle are in the I don't know what to call this is uh, simulation yeah I guess uh, when they're in there and they're discovering you know okay yeah this isn't this isn't our reality this is we're being fucked with but the camera is just constantly moving around them like in 360 and as it, it gives you like an unsteady feeling because that's what they're feeling they're like we don't know what the fuck's going on so yeah. and that whole thing is like it's kind of filmed almost you know avant-garde I think is uh, would be the phrase and uh, it's you know kind of weird angles and weird movements yeah it gets you that feeling of like well this isn't right this isn't right there's something not right about this whole thing um, and I was really hoping to see Manu Bennett oh yeah like, like I actually see him but uh, or something like, <laughs> Deathstroke was successfully killed twice in the air and arrow. Well, technically, I mean, in the whole series, three times, but like twice in this episode. Yeah, in the one episode, they he killed was, him twice. Um, but it was cool. I call shenanigans. Yeah, it was definitely. It was cool to see him. It was cool to see uh, uh, Malcolm Merlin in costume. Yeah, that was kind of nice. One thing I noticed, and I, I really enjoyed, I, I was trying to remember who they were but the people that were like in flak jackets and, and hoods I was trying to remember like who the fuck are they uh, or not the flak they were flak jackets in a sub uh, a pseudo uh, death stroke match yeah. mat, uh, mask rather I was like who the fuck is that and then I remembered they're the uh, Mirakuru soldiers yeah and I was like oh okay that makes sense okay. and that's who that's who uh, Ray Palmer went after and um yeah, a lot of really good, especially in Arrow because it's the hundredth episode too. Right. Uh, really good homages to the whole the whole thing, but um, yeah, it's a, it was a really really fucking incredible, um, incredible crossover. Yep. Uh, it was so much fun. It was. I I say I would probably say it's their best yet. Yeah. It's cool just to be able to see all those characters in one spot. Absolutely. Um, um, seeing them fight each other was kind of fun. Yeah, I like the whole arrow thing. It's just like don't hold back, don't hold back. Yeah, and especially like, especially fighting me. And I was like, ooh, he wants to fight. He wants to fight her. Give it to him. And I like that. I, I did like. Uh, and I <laughs> I liked whenever they're trying to figure out who the team leader was. Yeah, and Oliver's like, well, Barry brought us together. He should be the team lead. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, okay, well, we should. Uh, we should. Uh, we should. Like, uh, uh, what did he say? He was like, um, run, uh, run drills. He, he like whispered it to Barry. He's like, "Run drills," and he's like, "Run, yeah, run, run some drills, run some drills." Uh, um, uh, uh, and he's like, "Against Supergirl, against Supergirl," and then uh, Sarah points. She's like, "We're supposed to just pretend like he's not saying it, and whispering it over there." <laughs> but I enjoyed that. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, obviously, Arrow is the first choice for me. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. Like nothing is Barry. Cisco was like. Saying I trust, it, I trust Cis- Oliver. Cisco yeah, said that, but I mean, he didn't want Barry to do it anyways. But it's like. Oliver makes the most sense. Yeah, he's the he is the de facto leader of their yeah. group. Um, yeah, I mean, just because Oliver was doing it without people first. Yeah, Barry's never done it by himself. He doesn't. He's know always he's had always followed someone else's orders. Uh, now he does his own thing, but he's always followed someone else's points. Yep. Uh, whether it's fake Harrison Wells, real Harrison Wells. <laughs> Yeah, that's, or, and that's a... Uh, real Harrison Wells from Earth 2. That's another thing I wanted to talk about on this episode, you know, uh, real quick. We're, you know, we're not going to keep this episode going super long just because, one, it's late, too. It's mainly about the crossover. Uh, but I've really enjoyed HR. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good change of pace. I don't like that he just constantly repeats after people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It annoys me. He's like... It's like we should see where the thing. It's like, well, yeah. First, we should find this. I agree with that's Barry. What I, that's what I meant. That's I, what I, I agree with Barry. We should look for this person. It's it, like, just. But I think that, to me, I enjoy that, and uh, like in the the flash, he's trying to fit in, which is it's fun. Was it the flash episode? I think it was the flash episode. Whenever Wally, he tells Wally, "I'll train you." Yeah. And it's like, dude, 
He's Dude, not, he's not, not a scientist. scientist. How's he going to train him? He's not anything. Um, but you had brought up the idea that th- there's a theory out there that he's not who he says he is. Yeah, like that he... He's not Harrison Wells. He's someone else um, that is either looking for a fresh start or wants to do something different or something like that. But he, he puts on the Wells face because they're looking for Wells. Yeah. And so he's trying to find a place in their world where he's like, I can advertise essentially is what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just curious. I, I don't, I don't really believe that. I don't follow that theory just because yeah. only thing is one, I, I would really hope they wouldn't pull that again because yeah. they already teased it with the whole, the whole, like they have yet to discover why I'm really here. And then you just find out he's writing a book. Yeah. And I thought that was, I thought yeah, that was funny. I author. thought that was really well done. Yeah. Um, but I really hope they don't, do that again because it's like you can't keep going to that well you can't you really can't yeah you gotta tap that dry real quick um but it was uh, uh but yeah I thought that was interesting but I, I liked him a lot I liked that character a lot anyways HR I liked Harrison Wells I liked that actor yeah. um I'm excited to see what they do with the Mercedes Cedar series yeah but uh yeah I think uh I think that's probably actually gonna do it for this episode I think overall crossover episodes were great yeah absolutely uh, if you are interested in the show i would watch it yeah even if you don't watch it normally i would watch crossover event just because it's 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 a fun. fun story uh you don't really need and to it watch feels like an event rest. yeah it's so good um so hopefully you liked it if you watched it if you haven't watched it yet enjoy it um I don't know. I'm excited for the next crossover now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just one. I think the next one they're gonna try to do is I don't know if they're actually gonna fulfill it, but they said they're going to, which was the musical crossover between Supergirl and Flash. Oh my god, it'd be so fun! I'm stoked for that. Yeah, they should totally do that. Um, but uh, in any case, this was a brilliant crossover. I love it to death. Um, but as we do with every episode, we do have to ask that same old question that we usually ask if we remember to, and we are not gonna just recommend the crossovers to you guys but John what do you recommend for these fine folks well sticking with the DC theme uh, I was going to recommend something else but I think I'm going to stick with um, there is a mobile game app it's somewhat new just came out probably a month or two ago Uh, I think it's just been a month but uh, it's called DC Legends it's as far as I know it's on Apple as well but I've got Android but it's uh, essentially a turn-based four squad team fighting through a storyline DC characters uh, so far as far as I can tell like, as far as I'm into the game the main villain is Necron and he's raising the dead of different heroes uh, and different armies um, I'm fighting Hawk Girl right now Hawkman one of two um, on Thanagar going into the Nth Mines just a, that's where I'm at in the story but uh, it's a fun story it's got a lot of PvP if anyone's ever played uh, Star Wars Galaxies I think it's called it is it's the same setup of game it's just Marvel or DC characters and it's fun but it just started so they're kind of pushing stuff so they give they gave a bunch of people free characters that are kind of overpowered <laughs> but it's been fun uh, this month the character they're unlocking for you if you play uh, you get daily bonuses every day you log in. If you log in enough times, you get shards for Supergirl. They added Supergirl. Cool. This update and Firestorm. Oh, cool. uh, Supergirl is for the month. The month. The daily login bonuses. You eventually get Supergirl shards. Firestorm. You have to fight in a timed event. I think it's going to happen like three or four times uh, for the month. And you can also get shards by buying them, which pay to win. Yay. Uh, I'm not sure if you get them from PvP just yet. I know Doomsday's the PvP event this this month or this this week. They have to do it by weeks, um, but they have different characters, a bunch of different characters. Uh, but it's a fun game. I recommend playing it if you like DC stuff or if you like somewhat turn-based fightings and that kind of stuff. But it, I, I like it a lot. Jake, huh? What do you recommend to these fine folks? Well. Like John, I'm going to stick with the DC theme. And I'm going to recommend what he was going to recommend. 
because I recently uh, uh, finally sat down and read it. Uh, Flashpoint. Uh, I think they actually it was just released as a trade paperback again. They re-released it again. Oh yeah. Um, that's the one I have is the re-release. Uh, so Flashpoint is the story of uh, whenever Barry Allen goes back in time, saves his mother, and creates dude, an alternate dude, timeline. Dude, spoiler! Oh, fucking spoiler alert! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's the adventure there, and uh, I mean, you can read that or you can watch the movie. I reading that and watching the movie both. Um, I can tell you that the book plays almost. Panel for panel, you can watch it scene for scene. Hmm. Um, but it, and it's wonderfully written. Uh, a lot of heart in it. I mean, yeah. as any Flash story has a lot of heart in it. Yeah. It's um, just, it's so heartbreaking. You see him go back to save his mom. Now, the thing is, they don't focus on this in the book, at least, um, not the, as well as I can remember. They don't focus so much on him being like, well, you have to go... Uh, let you, you have to kill your my mom or you have to let my mother die. That's I don't think the show succeeded a lot more. Was yeah. like he actually had to tell Reverse Flash, I uh, need you to kill my mother. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was uh, the book is brilliant. It's one of the best uh, uh, arcs I've ever read. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm gonna start getting the other because they had like the spinoffs. Yeah. They had the Flashpoint World of Batman, uh, Batman World of Flashpoint, and Superman Wonder Woman, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm looking to get next. But the, the main arc uh, for the, the Flash, awesome. Really yeah. couldn't ask for a better one. Um, I agree. Yes, of course you agree. I was gonna recommend it. You were gonna recommend it. Uh, but it was uh, definitely uh, it's a good read if you have a chance to go pick it up uh, I think it's actually only like 16, 17 bucks um, actually a funny story I had, I had actually ordered it at the at uh, Man Cave Comics which is where me and John both work uh, ordered it and I was expecting it to come in like a week later than it did Yeah. and I was looking to see, make sure it was on the um, invoice as I'm looking through I'm like, oh, I don't see it on there so I just happened to click on the previous weeks and that we had gotten that week and it said uh it was on there like well what the fuck because i could have swore i had told tim about it yeah uh but apparently i hadn't uh i was looking around the counter and i was like what the fuck is it and i'm just looking for it and having to look on our shelf with all the rest of the trade paperbacks and there it is like big and like right in front uh, right in front displayed and i was like well fuck that's mine yoink yeah and pulled it back and i found out the next day uh, Tim had told me uh, he's like yeah John told me uh, if it was still here when he came back to work he was going to pick it up I'm like that motherfucker right. it's mine I didn't know but uh, <laughs> yeah it was It's uh, but it's definitely worth a read if you have a chance uh, pick it up and read it it's it's brilliant it's, and it's on Netflix too the, the movie is oh, yeah. so if you get a chance you can pop on there and watch it on Netflix as well um, but I think that's going to do it for this episode don't you think yeah um, I do want to say we have an idea running more. I want to run it past them. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so we had an idea of doing some more stuff outside the podcast world. Um, and if you think it's a good idea or you want to hear hear it, let us know. Chances are we're going to do it either way. Yeah. But if, if you have input, we're open to that. Uh, so we think we're going to do some, some YouTube stuff as well. Uh, one of them being a review show being reviewing a movie or show or whatever we decide to review, I guess. Yeah, more comedic uh, sense, similar to um, probably something like the Nostalgia Critic or, yeah. or something similar to it. Something where we just have a fun time reviewing. Had a had a, an idea in months. Uh, well, I've had, them for, have, had it for years. Me and Zach had it for years ago, and I've been wanting to actually do it, but haven't been able to actually follow through with it. Uh, have an idea for a different kind of review show and thought about it and I was like you know I mean you know John's always here at least once a week and um, you know so we can record this or hang out so uh, I thought well why don't we see if we can do that so we're going to try to do that but a more comedic style of uh, yeah. review um, what else are we going to do uh, the other thing that I'm I I don't know if we talked about it before or not but I I, I'm excited for it I always because like, we, we do it anyways anytime we watch a movie anyways um Think about doing a Netflix riff show. So we chose Netflix, I think, because it's it's easier accessible to most people. And the whole idea of watching us do this is so you can watch the movie, follow along with us, and then we'll rat, riff it over it. And it's hard to do that when you don't own the movie. So most people that have internet and watch this stuff probably have Netflix. Yep. 
So the idea is, is we will choose a Netflix movie. Uh, we're going to find a way where we can watch the movie and riff it without having you hear the audio through our microphone. Through our micro, yeah, through so our, yeah, microphone. We'll figure that part out. But essentially we'll have it to where we start it up, we hit like the one second mark, tell you to pause it, um, and then say, okay, we're going to start riffing it, hit play in three, two, one, go. And then you'll hit play, and then we'll, we'll hit play, and we'll just riff the movie. Um, Which is like he said, something we do all the time, anyways. Yeah. And, and and I don't know about you, but like riffing a movie, someone I talked to someone about Mystery Science Theater two thousand. It's like, yeah, they riff movies, and there's times where it's just silent, and you're just watching the movie. It happens. Someone's like, well, it gets boring. And you're just watching the movie. And I was like, that's part of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, most some movies are bad, and you can riff them faster, so there's less time spent watching the actual movie. But for the most part, when you're riffing a movie, you're going to watch parts of it. And then if something funny happens, you just comment on it. Yeah, that's exactly so, what So that's is. what we want to do is just watch a Netflix movie, whether it's good or bad, and then just riff over it. Now we're um, still trying to toy with the idea of whether we want to film ourselves doing it and put it on YouTube, which we could still, we'll probably still do I both. feel like if we just put the camera in front of us and we were walking, looking past it to watch the TV, we could still make jokes into the camera or – yeah. Just look past it and watch it. And just do what we normally do. Exactly. Um, if you have any ideas that would work better, or preferably if you just have criticisms on what we should do or not do, like if you don't think we should record it video-wise, then we could just do an audio version. I know that's what Rift Tracks is doing now with Mr. Science 2000 people. They call Rift Tracks now. They just do an audio version. Right. Um, I think the video version is more fun for me because I do a lot of space work yeah yes he uh, does and I do a lot of like <laughs> facial features and, and I feel like that'll be more fun for me yeah uh, and you'll get more of my jokes probably uh, I think that's something I'm excited for I, if you have any criticisms or ideas that we could use then let us know uh, Jake where can they get a hold of us if they have ideas for us well if you guys want to get a hold of us and you want to you know drop some ideas our way you can email us at uh, real what were we talking about at gmail.com excellent uh, you can also hit us up on twitter I'm uh, at Tweety McTweet 11 and I'm, John I am at JD Slevin 13 uh, also you can join us on facebook it's facebook.com slash real what were we talking about drop us ideas there like the page share the page help us get the word out about our show and everything else we're getting ready to do because uh, we do want to expand. This is hard, all part of uh, the new uh, studio where you know we're doing the Why, Why Not Studio. So, and and that's it's actually where this whole idea came from was uh, honestly from Kevin Smith of like who Why Not Yeah right. <laughs> But like it, it, it's basically just you know Why Not you know Why live a Why Not life Yeah. Because and my thing is, is I grew up in Mystery Science Theater three thousand and yeah you could say we're copying it. But it's a riff tracks. Everyone riffs. Everyone riffs during. Yeah, movies. they were just smart enough to record it. to record it and have a weird storyline take place in the back. But um, it's you know it's definitely something that you know we want. We do, do it anyways. So it's yeah. like why not share it? So with this, I think I mean it sounds conceited, but I think we're funny fucking people. I think we're generally pretty funny. So, so I think it's it's it'd be fun to just pop in on Netflix movie, whether regardless of whether you've seen it or not. You'll watch it, and preferably. I mean, preferably, I would say you'd want to watch the movie first, and then sometimes. watch and listen to. Not the always. Sometimes it's fun to watch a movie you've never seen before and riff it. Um, which I, I mean, I would do some mainstream movies occasionally, but I feel like we should totally do way more obscure, obscure ones. Yeah, we could do like Rubber and stuff like that. God, and, Rubber, <laughs> that movie. Um, but yeah, no. this is yeah definitely we want to expand beyond the podcast. I mean, the podcast is always I think going to be our main thing, anyways. Right. Because um, it's something we can do easily. It doesn't take a whole lot of editing. Just kind of throw nothing. it up, and we can yeah. make sure we usually unless we get super busy because we do actually have day jobs. Um, so we have to make sure you know we do those, and if we're too tired or make money, you know, money, make money, money, money. But uh, if we're too tired and we can't put an episode up, you know we don't. But generally, we're pretty solid on once a week we have an episode yeah. up. Um, but with like these, you know, uh, review show on YouTube or the riff tracks, it won't be an every week thing. It won't be. An, I mean, it might not even be an every month thing. It'll just be kind of a maybe one every other month of yeah. one or the other. Because I was thinking doing like. Doing a review one month, doing the riff tracks the next month, something like that. Yeah, review the next month, like every other month, doing one of them, 
Uh, if we get to a point where we can do more than one, then we can do one of each a month. But, I mean, because to me, that's going to take not editing, but The time. review show is the one that would take the most editing. Yeah, because the riff tracks, we wouldn't edit Nothing, at all. It's just we put the, salt, the straight video, which is going to be a little rough because it's like, a, it, well, it'll take a while to upload, but it's going to be like, you know, two hour long videos uh, of us. So, um, but again... It's just it's kind of what we want to do. We've been wanting to expand a little bit more, do a little bit more stuff because we have more ideas than just doing podcasts. And uh, so we're gonna try doing this stuff, uh, get the ideas worked out, and move on from there. And as we said before in a previous episode, uh, one of our goals for this podcast is to do live podcasts, uh, which would be fun. Which is obviously that's like more fun. Yeah, which is, I mean, obviously it's it's kind of what Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard and, and uh, Ralph Garman do with Hollywood Babylon and uh, Fat Man on Batman. Yeah. Uh, and some podcasts and Jan Time I'll Get Old. I mean, they're kind of, that's what they've become known known uh, for. Um, so, I mean, we kind of want to do that because I think, like, you know, Johnson, I think it'd be a blast to do it live. Um, so that's ultimately one of our goals. But before we get to that point, one, we have to get a decent following. Two... We have to get to a point where we have proper equipment because as of right now, we're using a you know a Tascam DRO5 uh, field recorder, which is not it's generally specific. It's because I just read it. I know. Uh, somebody asked me the other day what we what we used. Uh, they thought we used just mi- use microphones. Um, I was like, no. I said I just use a field recorder and then I do uh, some you know post production work on it. Um, but in any case, we want to get to a point where we have proper equipment to do it. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, we got a lot more on our plates to you know ahead of time to to get uh, we have a lot of goals to hit before. Yeah. So um, until next time, guys, uh, hit us up on uh, on Facebook at uh, where we'll be talking about uh, Tweety McTweet eleven or JD seven thirteen. Yep. Or real what we'll be talking about at gmail.com. Until next time, folks. I'm Jake. I'm John. What were we talking about? <laughs>